would like to avoid legal snags by telling you guys that you are being recorded. Okay. Thank okay. you for, for letting us in on that. Absolutely. Live and direct. We don't need no mic check. We here, baby. A very pertinent piece of information. Absolutely. All right. Well, welcome, listeners. Welcome one. Welcome all to the Bees Knees podcast. Thank you for joining us. Again, if this is your uh, second or third or fourth or fifth time listening to us, if this is your first welcome, man, um, we hope you enjoy the ride. My name is Trey. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at PastorTrey05. I live in Miami, but I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. What's up? This is Marcus. We're representing O'Fallon, Missouri. But right now, um, I'm kind of in between places. We'll see. But right now, I guess I'm in O'Fallon. And Uh-oh. I'm a Miami Heat fan. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Sir Rant and Rave. What's up? Hi, uh, this is Dan Pierce. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, living in O'Fallon, Missouri. Uh, being informed of all sorts of news on that front. Uh, yeah, no, I'm here. I'm a Bulls fan. Um, I'm hoping that I was incorrect in terms of the lottery. Uh, I am far less optimistic than most of Bulls Twitter, and I'm just going to leave it at that. They have too much hope. I don't understand why. And I'm Brian Hubbard. I didn't listen to a word Dan just said. Um, I live in (laughs) St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at B underscore hub 21. And I am also a Miami Heat fan. Welcome to our second playoff edition of the Bees Knees podcast. Yeah, man. Last last night, we closed the second round. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Trey. No, my bad. I'm saying this this should be dropping either on the eve of or on the day of the NBA draft lottery. It's a little excitement there. Um, Yeah. One of us is excited about the lottery. Tell us about that, Brian. Well... I don't got anything. I'm just hoping for Zion. Yeah, man, I'm 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 pulling for the Heat. Um, in this, I would have pulled for the Bulls, but supposedly, uh, supposedly they were too talented to tank. So I don't <laughs> think we should reward that. Um, uh, That's fair. You know, I get I, it. I will be going for the Nets, but you know, sometimes you don't get any balls. Yes, sometimes your team makes the playoffs. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully, I mean, what what are the odds that Miami gets it? What do we have, like the twelfth best chance or something? Yeah, it's like a one point three percent or something like that. Oh man, that's enough. That's at enough. The, that's at enough. the first pick, at the first pick. Right, right. I think no, y'all are a, getting it, man. Y'all are getting it. I'm telling you. I think there's like what, like a four percent chance of moving into the top four or something like that. Hey, the odds are rising already. I mean, yeah, let me man. pull up Tankathon.com. Here we go. Yeah, top wow. four, top yeah. four, top four. Miami, New York, Chicago, and Phoenix. Let's do it. Why are we giving it to New York? <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, it would not shock me if there was another frozen envelope. Um, but nah. the thing about my situation is that John Morant would be a much better fit, but Zion is the clear number one. And so. Bulls Twitter will eat themselves. John Morant should still be available at number three when the Bulls are picking. It depends. I I feel like he's a clear number two. Okay. I mean, the Bulls might still fit there as well. We got a lot of stupid teams at the top of the lottery and a lot of time between now and the draft. That's true. That is very true. When you say Morant is a clear number two, does that mean you're not a big fan of RJ Barrett? I'm not I'm not sold on RJ Barrett, but I will admit that I haven't seen a ton of Duke games this year. Okay. I'll, I'll just I'll I'll admit that, but um, you know, I do appreciate his ceiling. I do appreciate his game a little bit. Um, but I'm not I'm not I'm not sold like I am with John Morant and uh Zion Williamson. Like those guys, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm there. I'll I'm signed up, I'm ready, let's go. 
you know, add them to the roster. Let's see them alongside Zach Levine, Larry Markkinen, and uh, Wendell Carter Jr. But, you know, they seem to be, they seem to be genuine friends like RJ Barrett and um, Zion. But I kind of wonder if part of him is like mad because I really feel like Zion kind of messed the bag up for RJ. Yeah, he did. Yeah. RJ kind of messed the bag up too. I mean, yeah. Cam Reddish fell off a, fell off a cliff in terms of that whole discussion. Well, and the thing is all, I mean, those are what the three, the three top players in the high, in their high school class last year. I mean, yeah. I think, was it Barrett number one? Yeah. Yeah. I think Zion was, was two. And I think Reddish was three. And Reddish was three. And so at the beginning of the season, it certainly seemed like, it certainly seemed like um, Barrett, you know, could, Zion was always going to get the hype, but Barrett seemed to be like playing well enough to keep himself in that. Should could he go number one overall conversation? And then by the end of the you know by the end of the season, nobody was saying that at all. In fact, I think by I the mean, end of the the early ter- early season tournaments, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, right. And but I it mean, was like one of them. Like RJ Barrett is like the Kyrie Irving in the situation where he never asked to play with the big dude. Um, he just like uh, Zion was like, "Hey, guess what's coming to do?" And and uh, RJ just had to deal with that. But at the same token, just like Kyrie, he got you uh, got to go for a lot of front rides uh, because of it. You know? I mean, look, okay, so this is going to sound crazy, but I th- objectively, I actually think Barrett's game, RJ Barrett's game. Translates, translates to the NBA, say to the it, NBA say a little, it. a little easier. Say it louder. Yes, I think I, I know. I really don't want to rehash the Zion thing. No, neither do I. I. Obviously, you know Zion is exciting in a way that few prospects ever are. But I think it's easier to see how Barrett could be a really good or solid pro for a little longer. Like. I don't think his bust potential is as big as Zion's is. But I don't think Rudy I don't, Gay. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see him being Rudy Gay. And now that being said, he also doesn't have nearly the ceiling that Zion probably has. So, or, do you think he has a ceiling higher than being Rudy Gay? <laughs> is that I'm his not, ceiling? And I'm, his I'm serious, like because that's what he, he strikes me as. He's a he's a shooter. He's not. He doesn't seem to make a lot of plays for other people. Um, yeah. And he's not always a particularly good shooter. He seems kind of streaky at times. I mean, like, he's got the size, athleticism, all that. But I just, like, I I don't see any scenario where. Where he's his, much better than Rudy Gay. much higher. Than, yeah, exactly. Like, Let me um, put it this way. It's if possible. If it's Tyrus Thomas, you uh, know, there's you can only go up. I'm afraid oh. to ask of a Bulls fan's opinion of Ty Thomas. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to oh. touch that one with a 10-foot pole. You got <laughs> it, bro. Oh. Yeah, I would man. say I would say his ceiling is probably like Rudy Gay, like maybe a rich man's Rudy Gay. And then the floor is probably Travis Outlaw. I did it, Marcus. Yeah. Drink! <laughs> Drink! You beat me to it because I was definitely going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That was the year we drafted LaMarcus Aldridge and traded him for Tyrus Thomas. Uh, sorry. I mean, I'm still bitter. I think it's easy to look back on that and say we messed up. I mean, because you obviously Tyrus Thomas did not turn out as good as LaMarcus Aldridge. But like, I don't know, something about LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm not sure that I would love being a fan of his team. So I wouldn't love being a fan. He would have been paired with Tyson Chandler at the same time. Like I don't know how that goes. Like I mean, that team was just kind of a mess at the time, anyway. And yeah. I mean, the Bulls have done a good job drafting people the last you know decade or so. Honestly, it's just the I'm rest like, of the moves that the front office makes are pretty bad. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's not even. It's uh, Brian is correct in that like they can draft decent. Wait, like wait, even, wait, can wait, they? wait, wait. Yeah, there's actually wait, not a bad record. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So if I understand this correctly, the same dude who sat there eviscerating the Philadelphia 76ers draft record is now trying to tell me that the Bulls know how to draft. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Correctly? I said they haven't been bad. Let's and I didn't about. eviscerate the, I'm not, the, the No, I was talking about, about Dan. 
Yes, oh, okay. I was like, I don't remember saying anything about how they drafted in Philly. <laughs> I said decent. I, I, I didn't say how sway. How sway. I need answers right now. I need I need to understand this. Show me the show me the receipts. Okay, okay. Uh, Kirk Heinrich. That was, uh, <laughs> I was good at the, for many years. Okay, fine. Many. Years. I, I'll give you Kirk Heinrich, even though we have to stipulate that he was a lottery pick and he ended up just being mostly a rotation journeyman. So. But if we're going to count that as a win, that's fine. I'm on a team on. that, from a historical perspective, on a team that had players like Michael Jordan, uh, Steve Kerr, John Paxson, all of these great three-point shooters, and oh. he's still number one. Okay. Did you just yeah. say Michael Jordan and great three-point shooter? Yeah, I thought I heard that too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. I'll do that. I'll even give you that. I'll... I'll I'll, you know, I'll loan you that. Anyway. That's <laughs> <laughs> not loan me nothing. Yeah, you going to come up off that, man. I'm gonna, you run me that one. Uh, <laughs> at the time, at the time, and this was proven in the playoffs also because he had some good playoff moments, but didn't ultimately last past the Bulls. I'm going to say Ben Gordon. I'll, I'll actually give you Ben Gordon. I'll actually give you that one. But, okay, here's a question. Do you count Tyson Chandler as a successful pick for the Bulls? Tyson Chandler infuriates the hell out of me. And it's not be- – like, his success isn't based on his progress on the Bulls because he didn't have progress on the Bulls. Well, that's, so, that's my point. That's player development, though. Like, I don't think he was a bad pick. I think they had bad player development. What I'm confused about is we started out this conversation by saying over the past decade and then reached into the banals of history. I know. <laughs> as, as soon as he said Kirk Heinrich, I was like, oh, great. I took Danby's side on this one. I was not ready for this ride at all. <laughs> So I'm going to say Luol Deng. Why are you reaching yeah. like two decades back? <laughs> I'm so confused right now. I don't know where we – how do we get here? We got Tosh Gibson at 26. That was a solid Jimmy pick. Butler. Jimmy Butler at 30. Jimmy that Butler, was a good okay. pick. Tony Snell wasn't uh, a terrible pick at 20, if we're being fair. No, 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 no. no. At 20? If- He's no, a rotation player. You're you're absolutely right, but but now we gotta we grade on the curve or something because if we are eviscer- if if Dan was eviscerating the 76ers draft record to the extent he was, we cannot count Tony Snell as a success. I'm not, I, I'm not I honestly Tony Snell. Any success Tony Snell has right now is because of box related. Maybe I, mean, I he's not playing for Milwaukee count. either. Yeah, so like, I, I I've never been super into Tony Snell, so like I, but oh, it's fine. If Brian wants to give me a win, I'm not gonna say no to the win. <laughs> I'm not giving you anything anymore. I'm done with this. I'm tired of the boys' talk. Let's move on to something else. The Heat have a four percent, something was a four point eight percent chance at the top four, and a one. Yeah, 1% chance at number one overall, 4.8 top four. It only took me 13 tries to get us into the top three on the draft lottery simulator, so I'm feeling hey, good about tomorrow 13's night. 13 is a lucky number, I already man. told right. you what's going to happen, man. I already told you exactly what's going to Miami's going to win that pick, and they're going to trade it along with DJJ and Justice Winslow and Hassan Whiteside to the New Orleans Pelicans. Can we put Jay Rich in there instead of Justice, please? Nah. Uh, no, best player for best player. Let's go. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're the Pellies, you want Winslow before Richardson, unfortunately. Oh. Of course they do. Yeah. yeah but I don't want him gone before Richardson. <laughs> no, of course not. You yeah. being greedy, man. You mean you don't want to see uh you don't want to see Goran Dragic running the floor with Anthony Davis? It's not it's not Goran a dream of yours. currently has not opted into his contract. Neither has Hassan Whiteside. They uh they still have a couple weeks left each, but it's, neither has opted into their deal yet. Is there any reason to believe that they won't opt in? The only reason is that they have not yet. Cuz I don't know why Hassan hasn't opted into his 27 plus whatever it right. is. Right. I mean, the like, only Goran thing. Goran honestly 
Goran's a toss-up. It just depends on if he thinks he can get better than the 15 on a longer-term deal. We, we Heat fans tried to talk ourselves into maybe Whiteside not – maybe him opting out because he would want to chase more playing time somewhere else. So that is the one reason we can re- I can really think that he would do that. But, yeah, I mean, he's not getting that payday anywhere else. So no. Now, Goran could get like a three for 30 or something like that if he if he wanted to try to do something like that, probably. But yeah, I, I, I still honestly have no feeling either way on whether they're going to opt in or not. But yeah, speaking of teams with hope, like maybe maybe unjustified hope in this case, the Heat have somewhat justified hope, whereas this team really doesn't shouldn't have hope the los angeles lakers los angeles lakers we're putting a time limit on lakers talk oh man yeah because they hired frank vogel as a coach signed him to a multi-year deal after low-balling ty Lu and like attempting to like control his assistance essentially like who he's being hired and stuff well, they did that with vogel yeah, well, right. of course they did that with Vogel, but Vogel was okay with it. Ty Lue wasn't. That, that's the difference. Vogel, Which makes get, me think they're getting Orlando Vogel, who looked like he'd yes. been homeless for several weeks. I mean, and did not look like he cared whatsoever. Who's excited yeah, for like, T- he looks DJ like he had a really rough few weeks, yeah, if not man. months, if not going on years. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why Frank Vogel would take that would take that deal unless it's just I want to be back in the NBA. Not only that, like he gets to be in the NBA, live in Southern California and know that if stuff like, I mean, we all know that in theory, there's supposed to be expectations right now, but I don't know a single person who has faith in the Lakers right in this ship anytime soon. So like, while in the papers and stuff, the expectations are sky high in reality. He's like, it doesn't matter who takes his job is going to fail. Sure. But if you, you know, taking the job of the Lakers, you're not answering to, you have to answer to the, the fans who have those sky high expectations? Like nobody outside of one Lakers staging fans, the protest outside of the stadium. Right, right. Like you know that <laughs> Lakers fans are not realistic. You know that that front office is not realistic because they strong arm you into taking an assistant who has head coaching experience. <laughs> what I really do not understand is if they were so impressed with Jason Kidd and tried to foist him upon all of their head coaching candidates, why did they just hire him? From what I saw, they were saying that his domestic violence pass is an issue, so they just hired him as an assistant, not as the head coach, which, you know, makes total sense for a team building a statue of a guy who, you know, had a rape settlement out front of their, their yeah, uh, right. building that statue to put out front of the stadium, you know, it's just like, yeah, I don't well, know what and, you guys are doing, but and it's I don't, a own deafness. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But I mean, again, that's that's a part of the Lakers' whole right. Aura, right? Exactly. Is that they just they don't get it because they're the Lakers and they're drunk on their own Kool Aid, and so their expectations are so out of whack. And I mean, I'm okay with you not wanting to hire kid because of the domestic violence thing, but then you can't also. You can't shoehorn him onto somebody else's staff. Right. You can't be like, we're going to give you a job, but we don't want to give you the job. Because, I mean, clearly, that's where this is going. This is going, Frank Vogel coaches 67 games, and they don't do well, and he gets the boot, and Jason Kidd becomes a coach. And you know what? I well, honestly think that's why he was okay with doing it, because he figured Kidd would get it anyway, and he gets a guaranteed three years of money out of it anyway this way. <laughs> And I Maybe. think that's also why Ty Lu didn't do it, because he was like, no, I want to actually do something. I'm not going to sit here with Jason Kidd looking over my shoulder when we know they're just itching to fire me and hire him. Right, right. So yep. I think it was the same exact reason why Lou did not take the job is why Vogel did. And Vogel Y'all already know how I feel about Jason Kidd as a coach, <laughs> but I have no idea what the Lakers are on right now. Did do, have they seen something that we haven't? Like, is did Jason did Jason Kidd like secretly coach Barcelona or something? To people uh, claim he helped 
develop Jonas, which I mean, I mean, okay, I guess, that's, but that's kind of true. I and guess. apparently, a lot of the younger guys at Mil- in Milwaukee still kind of go to bat for him. You know that their system wasn't great, but a lot of the younger guys still kind of you know go to bat for him as as, as a player development sort of guy. But yeah, and I, LeBron goes bad for him based on the Olympic team. LeBron goes right. to bat for Ty Lue, which is why it didn't make sense that they wouldn't just give him a championship-winning coach, no matter how you feel about that, a five-year deal. Like, whatever. You're the Lakers. You print money. Who cares? Yeah, right. Speaking of so, five deals that don't make sense, uh, what, what Michigan coach, what is his name? John, uh, John Beeline. What in John the world? Like, that came out of nowhere, right? It really yeah. is. Michigan yeah. fans are heartbroken right now. They and they should be. be. Yeah, he yeah. was the coach there for like dang near 20 years. And and then like out of what seems like to be 12. The, no, he was there since like two. I'm, I'm checking it out because I think he was there since like the early 2000s. Or no, it might have been 2000. I thought I saw 12 years earlier today. Yeah, it might I have mean, been they said they said he's a solid, he creates a solid team atmosphere. He's good with teaching the game, stuff like that. I mean, I don't. I don't see it as a terrible idea for Cleveland. I oh, if question Cleveland, him accepting that situation. Right, right. If like you're Cleveland, yes. you have nothing to lose by going after a respected college coach. Uh, whoever wants the job, if you can get a good coach to take it, then yeah, it's a win for Cleveland. No, either way. But I guess if I'm beeline, the only reason I take it is because before I retire, I want to say I coached in the NBA. That they said it's like closer to where his like one of his sons coaches close by. Uh, he did. They said something about it, like he was talking to a couple other teams last year, but didn't want to move his wife that far away from where they're at. Um, the other thing, you know, you see people speculating like, oh, Michigan must have sanctions coming. But Beeline ran one of the cleanest programs in the game. So I don't know. Like I, I see where the, the cynicism comes in. Like, oh, he's definitely going to have a. Uh, some sanctions on that program. That's why he just got out of there before anything happened. But getting that is an interesting hire. I'm interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, that, and like we don't really have much of a reason to believe that successful college coaches or successful NBA coaches at all. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while. I can't think of anyone yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah, I really can't. Like. I mean, we're not. I mean, Billy Donovan gets his team to the playoffs, but that's more of the players than anything yep. he's doing. Once he gets to the playoffs, he kind of gets exposed for not being able to adjust. Um, trying to think, has there been anyone else lately? Yeah, uh, no. I think I think that thing. I think the Donovan thing might be a, a chicken and an egg sort of a chicken and the egg sort of situation. Bird with a flop. Like uh, how how much of that is Donovan, and how much of that is? We just we're finding out that you just you might not be able to build around Westbrook. So I wouldn't I don't blame Donovan for that. And I think honestly, coaches in general, like there are some legitimately like bad coaches, sure. But I think a lot of coaches get a bad rap because they can't find a way to make get their teams over that next hump. You know what I mean? Like yes. every coach isn't good enough to do that. And that's right. okay. That doesn't make them a bad coach. Like Brett Brown is probably about to lose his job in Philly. And it is is it because he's a bad coach? I don't think so. Like, I don't see how anybody could take that roster and win on a high level outside of the fact, oh yeah, we're more talented in our starting lineup. But like making those pieces fit is the sort of thing that like only a magician could do. Joel really went to bat for him today. I don't. I yeah, don't know he if did. he's going to get fired. Honestly, I feel like that'd be like really testing things if you go ahead and fire him. Yeah. Um, especially with that many guys as free agents, and it sounds like they all really like him. Like to bring hit to fire him and bring in a new guy, and then try to re-sign all those free agents. Just, I'm not sure they're going to do that after all the support that was coming out from the players today. Yeah, that was uh, good to see. I, w- I wouldn't have. I wasn't have expecting to see that. That is an unenviable yeah, I, I mean, situation, I though. Point. 
It is. Because, okay, let, let's say that, that 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 cooler heads prevail or that they listen to the players and they bring Brett Brown back and, and Tobias and Jimmy resign and they run back that same squad and flame out again and then they're just locked into... Being, oh, absolutely. Like, That's- that is... I I feel like I would almost, almost, almost rather have the out of being able to kind of like blow it up this summer. Not like full out blow it up, but like what like I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I mean I agree with you. I don't know how you could I have defended Philly way more than I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you could bring back this exact roster and be like, yo, let's just run this back. Um, because of what you just said, Trey, like if it doesn't work now, you're locked into all of this money for an aging core that you now have proof only has so high a seat. Well, that might not be true, but you has, you have proof that this team might not be good enough as con- constituted. And you're certainly not going to have the money to sign anybody else. I so, mean, there was, there was rumors today. They're talking, uh, that Philly might look into a LeBron trade centered around Ben Simmons. Really? Tom Haberstro was throwing that out there. It wasn't just like a nobody name or anything. Right, uh, right. I said I, LeBron should have gone to Philly in the first place. He should have, yeah. It was, yeah. It was a much better spot for him. But yeah. I do think swapping Ben Simmons is probably their best move and then re-signing either Tobias or Jimmy. Well, probably Tobias, honestly. But I would, uh, I would say Tobias. I think Tobias is a little easier to – work around roster yeah. wise and but bring jimmy back or not jimmy uh jj back JJ, right well. right because you're you're going to need the shooting right and so exactly. like no matter i don't know you want to you probably don't want to pay jimmy uh jj 23 million dollars again but the shooting is the one thing you cannot lose so you probably do that but jimmy is the one guy outside of Embiid that you know is not you know is up for the moment so during the playoffs having Jimmy around kind of really helped them right I, I think you think... only let him walk if uh or you know don't offer him as much as he wants or whatever if uh if they do make the Bron trade otherwise yeah absolutely yeah. Jimmy's your first target yeah I think Jimmy Butler was the most important player for the 76ers this whole playoffs I yeah, really for do sure yeah um I mean, it like, hurt that Embiid was out because, like, his his on-off numbers were ridiculous. Like, he was their best player. But Jimmy yeah. was the most important, especially because he was more healthy than Joel was. He was yeah. more healthy. And I think that the, I, I really believe that the scrappiness, like, I, I think a lot of that is Jimmy Butler. Like, the fact that they were able to hang in with the Raptors for that long, just I, I couldn't yeah. forget the fact that he went in and blew up a Timberwolves practice earlier this season, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're right. Like Jimmy, and again, Jimmy's not afraid of the moment, and they can run their offense through him. Like Embiid is ostensibly their best player, but you can't you can't give a, Embiid the ball at the top of the key and be like, "Hey, go get us a bucket." And at least with Jimmy, he can create that shot. He can create that offense for you, and in ways that, I mean. Did Simmons even play the fourth quarter yesterday? <laughs> like I know he I did. Saw a tall guy that looked like Rondo running around out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but like in the last what six or seven minutes, you could have told me he went into witness protection, and I would have believed you. <laughs> like, I don't know that he touched the ball more than once or twice. And like Back in Australia, you can't you can't have your a guy you're trying to build around a guy that I have defended quite a bit, you can't have that guy nope. not touching the ball. Like, he is good, but he also is like, it's time, Ben. It is time. Like, yep. ap- apparently he's kind of gotten frustrated at the idea that they're just putting him in the dunker spot when they're running their pick and rolls um, and just having him wait by the basket or whatever. He's frustrated by that because he thinks he's more valuable, but Hey man, if you maybe he should learn to shoot. Right, like that's the thing. Either learn to shoot, or deal with it. Deal with the fact that they you're a liability. Like that's it. That's all there is to it. You're Clint Capella with handles. (laughs) (laughs) Right, like so. 
I don't know, man. If I'm a team, I like. I mean, I've never thought about that trade to the to the Lakers, like you mentioned. That makes sense for both. I teams. hadn't either yeah. before that came out today. I was like, wow. I got yeah. one for you. Pascal Siakam is a far more efficient point guard. Prove me wrong. I think he's a better player. I mean, I don't know about point guard, but yes. Right now, you could say he's a better player. I would rather have Siakam. All right, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm this is the last time we're gonna talk about the Lakers. But how did LeBron not get a no trade clause in that contract? That's I think weird. it was just assumed that like no, they they're not gonna trade me. Come on. Was it one of them situations like he didn't have like the years of service there or something to get it done or something? But like, I don't if, know. If, I don't know because I, I think you do have to have a certain amount yeah. of like. Tenure with one team, it has yeah. to be consecutive. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. But it's I'm very if, few NBA guys actually get that. Oh yeah, very few. But you would think if anybody could, like, right, right, it would be. I think hard. it is, yeah. like you said. It's, I think it's based on service time with that team. Also, yeah. It's All funny because right. that's what kept Mello in New York for so long, and then he finally waived it, and then started getting passed like a peace pipe. So <laughs> also what kept Kobe in uh, L.A. and not in Chicago too. So. Yep. Oh my gosh. He and his wife bought a house and they were already, the trade was all set. And then they traded Shaq and he didn't need to leave the Lakers. <laughs> and I was so upset. Got him. And then we won a title. Thank you. Yo, Kevin Thank Garnett you. had a no trade clause in Boston and then yeah. decided to waive it. And I, and I wish, I wish he was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been our stroll down no trade clause memory lane. All right, here we go. Uh, oh like, I mean, I think playoffs. I don't think that, I don't think no LeBron had a trade clause because I don't think there's any way the Lakers trade him unless he says I want to be traded. I don't think they. I don't think they'd do it. They said because, you're trying to put logic to the Lakers. There was something today where they said they were hiring a guy that wasn't one of LeBron's guys. Because they uh, they they wanted to make sure the younger guys were developing. I'm like, you have LeBron James. Start putting pieces around him. Like this is on a timetable. He's 34. Yeah, you but like a sit around waiting for Brandon it's a, Ingram. It's a Brandon very Ingram different 34 become, than you it's know, a very most approved player of the year, right, Dan? <laughs> it's a okay, fine. <laughs> I thought he would take a leap. He did not take said leap. Um, but yeah, no, you're right about the whole timetable issue. It, it's almost as if part of the Lakers is like, all right, we need to develop these young guys so that they can play with LeBron. And then the other part of the Lakers is like, we need to trade these young guys so we can get pieces to put around LeBron. So that way we're not missing our timetable and become the laughing stock of NBA history. Well, and see, now they kind of have to because they're their pursuit of Anthony Davis was so naked and so obvious that like you alienate those young guys. So you can't, you cannot bring the same team back next week, but no, no, sorry. Next season, something has to change. You can't bring a single meme back from this team. I'm talking no Rondo, you know, no Lance Stevenson. What? I'm not talking about those guys. I mean, those guys are on one-year deals anyway, right? Right, but I'm saying you can't re-sign them. Like, oh my you God, this is too much Lakers talk. <laughs> Damn, Damn you right, Lakers. Exactly. Let's talk playoffs. Like, yeah. real basketball that's happening. Like, dude, playoffs. Can, I, I don't know if I've ever been more geeked for, for an Eastern Conference series than I am for this Eastern Conference Finals right now. Yeah, man. And, and, and I honestly, like, I don't think I've ever believed in anything less than I do the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> I, 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 I seriously believe that we're looking at a Milwaukee and five type situation. I was thinking that too, but I was trying to decide how crazy that was. Yeah. <laughs> I, so you, Milwaukee I and five, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yes. Um, well, so I've always, all season I've been picking Toronto, so I'm going to have, I'm going to stick with it just because that's what I'm that's that's the the wagon to which I've hitched myself but I will say I was not encouraged by how uh 
how not up for the moment most of their guys looked yesterday. Like, right. Those guys Very did not look like they wanted to be there. And if yeah. I have to depend on Serge Ibaka being my number two guy, that is not a good position to be in. So, like, I won't be surprised if Toronto, in, like, if, if this ends up going six or seven games, like, at all. I won't be surprised. Right, I will yeah. be surprised. Same. I will be surprised, surprised if Toronto wins just because, like I said, I've never right. believed anything less than I have these Raptors. But <laughs> at the same token, like, I said at the onset of these playoffs, it might have been in the lost playoff episode we had, but I said that I I, consider, I could legitimately see Milwaukee making it to the finals 12-0. and Like, I said that. And then yep. I, I almost looked like I was going to be eating crow when Philly punched him in the mouth, but then they look like unfazed, like ah, I eat those they Scooby snacks. And <laughs> Boston, you mean Boston? Yeah, that's what I meant. My bad, sorry about that. Oh, uh, but at the same token, like I don't for whatever I just can't come around to believing in Toronto, and I and and Milwaukee's been like a buzzsaw the past two three months. Absolutely, yes, absolutely, they have been. I. I do. I, I still tend to think that Toronto's had has more guys that have kind of been through a tough playoff series. But I mean, I don't know how anybody <laughs> got a lot of guys that have been swept by Braun before. That's what I'm about to say. Well, absolutely. 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 Besides Marcus Hall, who's kind of over the hill, who else they got that's been through? Besides Kawhi, also obviously. But I mean, Ibaka's been through quite a few because I mean he was there with Oklahoma City for a while. Uh, Hi. Then, Danny Green, who could not miss against Miami. You really bring it. Okay, yeah, that's true. All right, there's a few. I'm worried about muscle memory kicking in, and then the Raptors just like folding. Like, oh shoot, what do I do here? I lose. That's right. Like, (laughs) (laughs) a big MVP forward on the other side. Yeah, Yeah, but the one, the one thing that we like that is making me give them even a puncher's chance is the fact they have a top five player in the world on their team. Yeah, I mean, I think you can count on Kawhi being being up for this. I think, as I've always said, I just I need to see how Milwaukee's guys are going to p- perform in a high stakes situation like this. Like so far, so good. I mean, they got Paul Pierce calling them dead in the water wasn't high stakes enough for you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you said, Trey, Boston punched <laughs> them in the mouth, and they came back and you know did some punching of their own. Exactly so, like we said on the last podcast, that Heat Bulls series, game one, punch in the mouth, next four, it's over. Yeah. Oh. I mean. You're welcome, Dan. Why <laughs> do you insist on doing oh, that? I'm going to turn it into a Travis Outlaw thing if we're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But I, I'm, I'm with you, Trey. I've been excited from, like, I thought the second round was going to be really good. I mean, even the first round was pretty good, except for a couple of series. But the second round was going to be really good, and we knew the conference finals was going to be really good. The so, second yeah. round really outperformed expectations. Still, oh man, even the though second we round thought was it was going to be good, it was great. I mean, you could. I might argue that Golden State Houston was the worst series. Yeah. So yes, I don't even think that's a question. Yeah, yeah. and that's the one most people were looking forward to the most. That ended up being, you know, meh. Oh, I lied. Yeah. I'm not sure. There might be one thing I believe in less than the Toronto Raptors right now. I'm sorry. I completely I, I try to block out that series. Yeah, the, that is what in the <laughs> world. What in the world is going on there? They're gonna sit there and 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 blow the wild like that at, at home in front of Beyonce and the dragon of uh, the mother of dragons. Come on now. Right. Get your life together. <laughs> well and you Have know what? Dignity. And like they the thing is they that first of all that series took a lot of turns because after that game one where they I mean when you expose that audit about all those files from West all the calls from West that's embarrassing first of all like I don't know what they thought they were going to get with that but that was not good and then you come back and got all of us believing you again and then you Mind lose about two all games. The game one calls. Right, and then you lose two games when Ken, when Durant's not even playing. It's like, if no nah, man, if you can't and, do it, and Stephen Curry was a non-factor for like four straight quarters. Right. Yes. Yes, he did not score the first half of that game. That is bananas. How many do you have in the second? Thirty-three. Oh, Thirty. Right. But the, but, the, but that's the point. Stephen Curry better. spotted you a half right. in your yeah. house. In your house, 
I mean, they still they still have three Hall of Famers. That's oh no, still no, 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 the no core doubt. of that team from before Durant. Like it would seem to be muscle memory just snap back. And again, like you could tell, the ball was moving when Durant was not in there. Right, the ball right. was moving. They were getting easy buckets. That's when they create their momentum on that team. Is when they're moving the ball. Like the the old Warriors kind of came back instead of like Kevin's ridiculous. Let's get him the ball. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying, if you're Houston, you're never like you're never going to get a better shot at it than that. And so, for you to not no. be able to take care of business there, it's just it says that something might need to change. Yo, yes. but if we look at the Western Conference Finals, right? I'm actually like really intrigued by the series that I'm probably not going to see any of because I can't stay awake for West Coast games. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is is I'm really intrigued for the simple fact that like I really believe this is either going seven games or it's going to be a sweep. Like nothing in the middle. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no no, no <laughs> middle ground, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think, it, the, I think they get one. I think it goes five. But I think it I depends guess. on if Durant plays. I think I mean he. I think he's supposed he's to be missing game, game one. one. I don't think he's playing game one or two. I, I would, from what I hear, his they're going to like reevaluate him on like Thursday or something like that, which would mean yeah, his right. chances of playing game two are not very high. Um, if you're Portland, I think you have a shot at stealing two of these without Durant. Now, if Durant plays, yeah, I, I'm with Trey. I think it's closer to a sweep than anything. See, but- I lean towards them doing it in less games if Durant's not there, just because, like you saw, they had to try. They had to think about what they were doing. Like, they sure. weren't so overwhelming where they didn't have to care. Like, they know with him out, that really limits their margin of error. And it's still pretty big, but sure, I think you see them more engaged without him out there. So I think that honestly benefits them in this series, not in the finals, but in this. I honestly like, okay, of course he makes a difference, but I'm not even too much counting on the KD factor. What I'm more interested to see is after Portland got embarrassed last year, right? In the playoffs, they got swept by a lower seed in the first round. Right. Um, And they bounced back this season. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but they bounced back this season and Dame's been kind of snapping. He's walking around with like a super duper confidence, but at the same token, like they had to play Golden State. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, sure. <laughs> that's a different kind of bear. Sure. I'm wondering if I'm wondering his, if overconfidence becomes a problem here. I mean, I mean last year was against New Orleans. It wasn't like they got swept by Golden State last year. Yeah, but the year before that, they did get swept. Right, by right. Historically, they have not played Golden State very well. No, not at all. Um, or in the regular I, season, if we're being fair. Right now, I will say that. Right now, like you said, Trey, Dame is carrying a confidence about him. And, I mean, how could McCollum is also – McCollum was their best player yesterday. Yeah, McCollum is trying, Jennifer. He's he's trying. (laughs) He's trying. He's trying. You know, like, honestly, I could see those guys – like, that was the advantage I thought they had against Denver. I thought Denver was a better team, but they have two big shot makers. And if they can keep it close – I I'm, I don't think it's crazy to suggest that they steal one or two. Like I said, regardless, I think it helps if Durant. That is a ginormous if, though. That's huge. Uh, absolutely. I don't I don't say two. Absolutely, I, I'm giving them one. But it is a it is a hard two. I I get it, Marcus. I might I might say two. It, so do I get you it. Think there's any situation in which they could win this series? No. No. I don't think so. Barring injury. Actually, right? wait. Well, yeah, barring, barring injury. injury. Barring yeah, injury. I was going to say injury. Well, we need yeah. two major injuries and a death. <laughs> well, to be fair, okay, so I have a question for you guys. If Yusuf Narkic doesn't get hurt, how no. many more games do they get out of the Warriors? Zero. Zero. Okay. If anything, if anything it helps them because now they can play small. Okay. Like, Fair like, enough. I just thought I'd ask because I know like that is like a weak point a little bit for them where they don't necessarily have the size, especially on defense, where like you you might want uh, another body on top of Cantor. Enos Cantor is 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 playing like he got a Billy Donovan picture taped over his bed. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but and I mean honestly, Cantor, if if there's one series for him to play out of his mind, this is it. Because he's yeah. their big man and he's gonna be the biggest guy on the floor for most of this series. And so if he can rebound and if they can slow it down enough to like, you know, run the off run some offense through him a little bit, this is the series for him to make some money. Yeah, they him. might even get one win. <laughs> <laughs> like we're sitting here talking about Yusuf Nurkic and Enos Cantor against the Warriors. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm just not no. Uh, look, but, like, I, I get it. I get it, but your advantage here is that the Warriors don't really play that big anyway. So if you have one competent... Steph and Clay are bombing away on you, even when sure. Durant's out. Sure. Like, they don't sure. need to do From that. From a depth perspective, like, okay, so they don't have KD, but the Blazers have... Would you say that they're a little deeper in terms no. of their bench? Yes. Okay. I mean, I the think, bench, maybe. They don't have four Hall of Famers in their starting lineup, though. Yes. No, the that more is, I think that about is the this, difference. The more I think about this, the uglier it gets for me, right? Yeah, like the, the exactly. Strong point, the strong point for, for the Blazers is Dame and and, and, and CJ, right? Right, right. Who is a yeah. poor man's version of Stephen Clay. Right, exactly. A poor man's shorter version of those two. Right? Like, yeah, well, they have Cantor. Okay, he got released by the Knicks. I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, okay. In fairness, and he going against Miles Plumley. Now you're going against the Warriors. <laughs> Mason. I, mean, Sorry, also, I don't get I don't know which Plumley <laughs> it is out there. He also played Steven Adams off of the floor. So like I mean it's not like look, I'm not a Cantor fan at all, but I mean the guy's been way yeah, he, better. He, He's been hooping this this, right. this You know what I'm saying? Like, right. okay, cool. If you're if you're Portland, you have to talk yourself into any little any little advantage you can have because you're right. Steph and Clay are the souped up version of Dame and CJ, and I'm that's not even an insult to Dame and CJ, but oh. you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying Portland we're doing a lot of talking for a four to five game series right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. I'm just I just want the series to be competitive, okay? I just it's gonna be fun. I'm just I wouldn't set your hopes on competitive. I think fun's a fair a fair so, hope. But a fair hope is for it to be fun. For three quarters each game, you're yeah, gonna exactly. talk yourself in right. to, to <laughs> having a puncher chase. Right. Right, right. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Portland doesn't defend guards well, so I do worry about that. Yeah, it's a pretty big problem to have against the state. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> probably, probably the worst, probably the worst problem to have. So yes, yeah, man. That's, do that's... do any of the four Warriors Hall of Famers are any of them forced to play every minute in any of the four games? No, no. Okay. Why? No, I'm I'm asking because like no, it's I'm the Western why. Conference Finals. Right, I know, but I'm saying who would who would force them to do so on the other team? Dame or CJ, maybe. I'm just but like, <laughs> their best defenders coming off the bench. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I and I think part of the issue, well, for Portland, you need so much stuff to go right that to the, win a game. Right. Yeah. You know. You know. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think any of the Hall of Fame guys have to play forty. Four forty-five minutes in this. I, I think you, one of them don't got to play nothing. I think Steph and Clay are going to rest a lot of fourth quarters. Honestly, I don't know about all that, but I do honestly. I hope not, but I think it's more. I think that is more likely to happen. I think Rodney Hood might have a chip on his shoulder. Chameleon there. He's got a chip in his knee too, apparently, uh, or his calf, whatever. Military man. <laughs> they see me rolling. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Yeah. Speaking, speaking of Rodney Hood, have you guys seen that uh, that thing Russillo has done on ESPN? Uh, like the little short that they they were shooting, um, where you do they were doing like a support group for guys of like so so players, like <laughs> no, like, yeah, it's, it's real. Awesome. It's, oh, I, I saw the headline. It's fantastic. Like Russillo's there, like he's there caping for Jeff Green and. There's a guy. There's a girl on there who's like 
all like pro Jordan Clarkson and like oh, how do I get on there about Michael Beasley? Please, <laughs> how do I sign up for this? It's pretty good. Hey, like you, you gotta find. I'm yeah. legitimately shocked you didn't go with Deion Waiters right there. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, I was gonna say. To be fair, he was on Beasley before Deion Waiters. On Beasley since we drafted him. But I mean, this could be your thing. This could be. This could be your your segment for Captain Kirk, Dead uh, Yeah, no, I was gonna say this is Kirk Heinrich territory hey, right now. Speaking of supremely like awesome stuff in in the NBA uh, uh, digital sphere. I don't know who I don't remember who wrote it, but I think it was on ESPN. I was reading it, uh, an article about why Joel and B fall so much. <laughs> I was in stitches because they actually like counted like how many times on average this dude falls per game, and and they they did a play by play of all the falls. It was one game he fell like nine times, and they were like, "Yo, what is your deal? Like, why is he falling so often?" And it ended up being an actual legitimate reason. They asked him like, "Yo, why are you always falling?" And uh, it, it was it was a dope article, but supposedly like during his rehab, one of his many injuries, they were like, "Yo, if you could find ways to take like the impact off of your joints, like you could probably avoid some injuries." So Joel Embiid will literally fall on purpose to avoid two hundred and whatever pounds coming down on his on his knees and ankles and whatnot. That's, uh, that's not bad, right? But I will never be able to look at him falling the same again after I watch. <laughs> I read. He is a big lumbery fella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He did not fall that often in Kansas. I'll say that no. much. He did not. Yeah, he he also he was hurt. He was hurt most of the season. He was hurt a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly feel like this is gonna be one of those situations where like 10, 15 years back we'll be talking about, man, like what if Joe Embiid could stay healthy? Because like he's a when he is on, he is a phenomenal player. Yeah. But I don't think we've ever really witnessed him at a hundred percent for a sustained period of time. Uh, no. And I and I, I was gonna say, I don't know that we ever will. Like it's yeah. like he's way He's way more reliable now than he was early in his career. So we, didn't he we, miss his first two seasons? Yeah. He missed most of the yeah. first two. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. he missed the full first two, didn't he? Yeah, I know he missed the full first one just for the, sure. I thought it was just the first one, and then they Maybe. just put him on a a really restricted like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he might have missed the first two, but I'm, I don't know. That's wild. Hey, listeners, <laughs> look it up and tell us. You're right. <laughs> yeah, tweeted us. And make sure that like you link the Wikipedia page that you're citing. Is yeah, that where you get your grande facts, grande stats? Yeah, grande. No, I'm just saying, like it's it's it tends to be the first link that pops up for <laughs> any Google search. Hey, you got any pecan takes for us, Dan? Yeah, pecan takes. <laughs> I I I don't have any pecan takes. All I know is I I. I'm interested to see if Al Farouk Aminu has any uh, any effect on what the Warriors decide to do with Kevin Durant now. Why would he? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hello. Let me save you, me save you some time. Is this a supplement they're having Durant take so you can get back quicker? Al Farouk Aminu acid. What is what is that? No, stop it, stop it, Dan. Uh, I did ask for pecan takes, but I wasn't expecting that. I'm ask. sorry. That I will say this is a better. This should immediately be regret your decision. This should be a better series for him than the last one because Paul Millsap was just taking him to school down in the block. Uh, yep, in Denver, like he had nothing. To, there was nothing he could do about that. So this one, he'll be able to run around a little bit more. But yeah. 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 And Draymond can't run anymore. So, like, what are we That's doing? True. You clearly didn't watch any Warriors playoffs games yet. Though. Draymond's been good, man. Draymond's fine. <laughs> I Draymond. did want to shout out a pecan take from in the game. I don't even know if he listens. I don't know, Ben, if you're listening, you're a clown. Uh, but but I did want to <laughs> shout out. <laughs> we had an, an enlivened discussion uh, with somebody who, who tried to convince us uh, and I believe he was being serious, uh, either that or he was playing a long con. Uh, but he tried to convince us that Chris Paul's uh, contract was actually like legitimate, and he would only be slightly overpaid, Whoa. making forty-four million dollars at the age of thirty-seven. <laughs> I stayed so far away from that one. I'm like, Whoa. no, I'm not even doing this. 
I could get roped into so many arguments like that, but I'm not getting roped into that one. That was nope. impressive. Forty-four he, million dollars, he man. When he's thirty-seven. Like he oh. Thirty-seven. He's going to be making forty-four million. And we argued about this last time when I said with John Wall, would you trade That's those true. deals? And I'm like, I apologize. You know, I've been on a, I've been on the street lately. I've said a lot of things that I I, I regretted <laughs> pretty pretty quickly. Like even and when I'm wrong, I'm not, I'm not too big to admit when I'm wrong. I, I talked about because matter of fact, the moment that that Philly started pushing, I was like, oh snap! Because I, I I laughed when Marcus said that they made progress and they were playing Toronto in a close series, and I was like, oh, what are they about to win the next couple games and 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 lose a close game seven? And that's exactly what happened. So that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and I apologize. You know, they what? lost in the second round. I still feel good about it. Yeah, man. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong, man. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I was just saying that with John Wall, simply on age, like. Yeah, and and you and you know what? I, I wasn't even looking at the numbers, so I will apologize to you right now because that is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I don't care how many people get the supermax deals, and that number goes down. Playing thirty-seven right. year old Chris Paul, forty-four million dollars, and he just had his worst season, like. Yeah, of his career, right? Just, and he's not about to have like it's not like we're about to see a career season from him sometime in the next three years. Like, and he's missed an average of like twenty games a season for the past three years. He was healthy. He this year, well, you can't say healthy for the like whole of the season, but like playoffs, he was as healthy as Chris Paul has been. So, like, it's only downhill from here. Man, was it you that said that the Rockets were going to be paying those? Paul Harden and, Compe- and Capella. And, oh. uh, who was it? It's one other, Eric Gordon or PJ Tucker, one of the two. Like almost $200 million. Yeah, they're, they're capped out on like four guys. A wise man. A wise man named David once was named David West once said, Stop letting nerds tell you how to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what an epic tweet, man. That was I was so happy about that one. I can't stand David West from back when he was with Indiana, but I respect him though. I know Lewis listens to this. He's a Pacers fan, so I gotta make sure I get that in there. I respect David West, but I don't like him because of those playoff series. Stop letting nerds tell you how to play basketball. That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That's real that's real spill right there. I'm gonna go back to get my rec specs and Look like Horace Grant with that out there with that. Oh, I really wish. did have some bright blue ones. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I was solely based on Horace Grant. I did not look like him at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did back back seasons with those on the yeah. football field and in the basketball. You court. played football with Rex Pex? I played football <laughs> oh, yeah, with Rex Pex. Oh, oh really? No. How do you see anything? I did. Marcus, you see me in the Rex Pex on the oh man, oh no, football I... field. Oh, okay. All right. Me, All right. I, did, I did on the football field, on the defensive line. Oh, see, on the defensive line, you could just be like, you could just kind of like, oh, I see shapes. Just go towards that. <laughs> like, exactly. If you're a field exactly. position guy, it's a different thing. But if you're on a D line, you're like, hey, I'm just going to run into stuff. Exactly. <laughs> it, it was D line, and then it was like center. I feel like you get your head slapped once and those things are moving. Like, there's oh, no way you could have those tight enough. Remember when this was an NBA podcast? That was fun. <laughs> we did it, man. Hey, but listen, I'm, I'm excited to see how this, uh, how, how these conference finals play out. I'm, uh, not as excited. Uh, we 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 had a mini conversation about why they televised the lottery, but you can't even see no balls being plugged. Like, whatever. Um, <laughs> still have fun with it. Yeah. But go heat, good luck. May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> wow. Yeah, all the enthusiasm right there. Yeah, yeah man. Wow. We'll see how it goes. We'll see who. Oh, who's... Before we get out of here, I just want to restate, like I did earlier today, uh, Dwayne Wade had the best farewell season out of anything on TV in 2019. All right, thanks a lot. Yeah. See you guys later. Yeah, but he's not as good as Paul Pierce, apparently. So oh, yeah, right. Not as good. Not as good. But thank you once again for joining us at the Bees knees podcast please rate us review us on itunes spotify give us five stars don't even look at the rest of them stars just the fifth one click that um (laughs) yeah man just just mind your business you can follow us on social media at bees podcast on instagram and twitter um email us at some something we got an email address 
Yeah, we and we'd love to answer more questions and take we more questions from you guys. So yeah, really hit us up. Hit up our mailbag, and maybe we can do our maybe one of our next podcasts can be a mailbag type of situation. We're gonna okay. have to start doing mailbags because basketball is almost over. Yep. Oh, that's when the off season starts, though. It's just as fun. Get the drama, yeah. True, true, true. Uh, all the free agency and drafts and whatnot. All right. Thanks for joining us, people. Yeah. Have a good night. Or day. I don't know when you're listening to this. That's true. That's true. Grace.